Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Toyota of Brookhaven has been voted best new car dealership in Southwest Mississippi four years in a row. Come see the difference. Exit 40 Brookhaven or online at toyotabrookhaven.com. Great service, great savings. At Toyota of Brookhaven, we deliver. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. I really enjoyed catching up with my friend Jeff Duncan. We're so lucky to have access to him. Uh, he was obviously coming in to us from Green Bay and giving us the latest on the Saints. It's really good stuff, really good stuff. Now let's shift gears and go over to my friend Mark Henderson, the founder with his wife of Lazy Magnolia uh, uh, Brewing Company, but also Log Linear Group, kind of doing sophisticated radar technology and all of that. This guy is no dum-dum, I can assure you that. How you doing, Mark? Ricky, I'm living the dream. How about you? I am living the dream, too. Loving retirement and loving doing my show Coast View, and then on Mondays we have Coast, we have uh, Super Talk Outdoors, which you know I just love doing that because I get the chance to talk to some amazingly dedicated people in the outdoor recreation world. So I'm having fun. I'm having a lot of fun. You it, have it, the best retired life of anybody. I mean, you, well, you're I'm doing sitting here in my this. in my little hunting and fishing closet, and then when I get done with my show, uh, show I'm going to go out and enjoy my grandson Liam, and. Uh, it's a pretty cool deal because, you know, I, I, you and I talked about this before, but as a publisher, you know, I had a great opportunity to connect a lot through, through editorial boards and whatever. And when I retired, I wanted to get away from it all. But after about four years, I had forgotten how much I enjoyed connecting. And this yep. has given me the opportunity to do that. So as long as I maintain my health and everything's, you know, copacetic in that regard, I'm going to I'm going to do this show as long as they let me because I'm, I'm enjoying doing it. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, just this, the, the way people like us operate, right? I mean, we're passionate about the things that we do, and we do them because yeah. we're passionate. And yeah. you want to break every once in a while so you can recharge and you know back away for a little bit. But at the end of the day, we do the things we do because we're passionate about what we do. Yeah. Hey, listen, uh, there's a lot to talk about. You were, you were actually on the uh, Coastal Mississippi Tourism Board. And uh, we're actually, you know, you were involved in one of the dust-ups in that you were the, would have been an, an incoming president coming in from Hancock County. But they did a sort of a, a, an end run around you and uh, appointed someone else the president. And uh, you ultimately resigned. And, uh, um, you know, it was just during that Milton Segarra dust-up. Incidentally, Milton will soon be announcing to the world, I think, that he has landed incredibly well. <laughs> I look forward. In fact, I might even circle back and have a conversation with Milton and see you know, where he's headed because a lot of people in this community care deeply about him. But more, yeah. more recently, there was another dust-up where Brooke Schultz, who became the president while you were there, I think. I'm, yeah, I th that's, that's right. That's right. And then um, uh, she wasn't reappointed after being uh, after being voted unanimously by the board to be the you know the the continuing president. Yep. She wasn't appointed by Connie Rocco for for whatever reason. Um, it wasn't surprising to you to see another dust up, was it? Not at all. Um, you know, when when that went down, uh, uh, so I w I'm actually I, I will hold the distinction probably in perpetuity for the shortest serving president of that board because I was president for uh, one meeting 
Um, and, uh, you know, the, uh, a block of people came in and, and voted me out on the very day that I, you know, took over. And uh, they put Brooke in. And, and the reality is, is that Brooke and I had a great relationship. I thought she was absolutely engaged and active in our community, right? She was smart. She was bright. I mean, I thought she would be good. And, you know, as that dust-up happened, I knew that I was going to become a lightning rod. Uh, and people were going to point at me and say, hey, look, you know, all of these things are happening because he's, he's bitter about this or bitter about that. Or, you know, he's not a team player. And I was like, you know, I just, it, let me get out of the way. And I got out of the way, and turns out the problems were still there. Yeah, so, truth is, you were never bitter. I mean, that yeah. that's not your style. You know, no. you're not. You don't get even. You I, you you fight fire with facts, and that's what you tried yeah. to do. And unfortunately, you know, again, as I discussed with the, the Gala show uh, this week, and as I as I've written, when you have non non members of the Coastal Commission, uh, Coastal Mississippi Tourism Commission. Uh, from Harrison County, only three from Hancock and three from Jackson. Yep. You're, you're able to garner the votes in Harrison County and uh, and make just about any change you want to have made. And that's why I think eventually, hopefully, we'll eventually get to something more like 533. There needs to be more in Harrison County. But it, the, Harrison County cannot be in a position where can, they can just get the votes in their county and make anything happen. They need to be able to go into Hancock or Jackson and get at least one more vote. If you can't do, if you if that's not a requirement, then you don't really have a, a regional effort. And uh, I enjoyed staying in touch with you through that whole process. I thought you were a terrific leader. I understood the reasons why you left. I uh, hated to see you go because you were such an incredibly smart guy who has a stake in tourism. I mean, Lazy Magnolia has a major stake in tourism, don't you? No, no doubt about it. We live and die by it fundamentally, right? So you know, what we've seen is the the business for breweries basically change pretty drastically across the country right now. So you've got uh, basically what are national brands. Uh, even in the craft field, there are a few that are national brands. And then what you're seeing is that, you know, it's pulling way, way back. And, you know, those of us that were really working hard to become regional um, and really expand our influence and one day maybe be national are in this at least moment in time, right, really being pushed back to me. And, hey, look, you got to be the, the brewery in your local area. And, you know, we, we were the first brewery in the state of Mississippi. We made our home in coastal Mississippi. And we're fundamentally tied to the success of the coast. Our success is tied intimately with that. I know it is. Well, how's business? Because it's been so interesting. We we were beginning conversations even before COVID about how uh, microbrewing and brewing in general is changing across the nation. And you can, yeah. you don't, I mean, just look at all these brands and all these choices and Good Lord, it's amazing what has happened. Of course, then COVID comes along. You're you're even in a position at one point where you're bottling water. I mean, you're you're yeah. just doing whatever you have to do to forward. What's the state of affairs, you know, currently? Yeah. So, I mean, business business in general um, is is absolutely a struggle right now because we're getting hammered on both sides. So, five dollars a gallon of gas and high inflation. Uh, man, I mean, our consumers are struggling. The people who, who want to support us, right? They can look at it and go, man, I don't know if I can pay $10 for a six-pack of beer. Um, and uh, then we're getting hammered on the cost side. Everything costs more to get. Uh, you're seeing inflation on the raw material side. Um, and then and then labor, you know, people are struggling. You know, it's, it's kind of interesting. I was talking with someone just the other day. Um, with COVID, you had a lot of baby boomers, people from that generation, 
that were at the older edge of that that had been hanging on to work for quite some time, right? And and they probably should have already retired, but had been hanging on. They they went out quick, right? COVID shows up, they're like, yeah, I don't have to deal with this. And then you had a lot of people that were, you know, on the later side of the baby boomer generation, right? They were kind of early retirement. They're like, yeah, you know what? I'm, stock market's doing great. I can I can bail out, and they bailed out. And so you had this huge amount of skilled labor that just fell out of the workforce, and it hits everybody. I don't care if you're making a glass plant or if you're printing cardboard or whatever it is, right? Everybody got hit by that. And then we spent a year paying people not to work. And in a lot of ways, that was probably the right thing to do. But, you know, if people have spent a year, you know, sitting in the air conditioning, getting paid to, you know, eat Cheetos and, you know, watch TV, getting them back into the workforce and going, hey, look, man, I need you to show up like, you know, 40 hours a week. I don't care which 40 hours, just tell me which 40 hours you can show up and I'll, I'll work with it. Um, we're just now, uh, we've struggled last half year, really almost a year now, we've struggled just to staff um, and be able to put enough people to work uh, and, and to fill in all the gaps. And the other big problem that we're seeing right now is, is that people like Leslie and I have been the ones filling in the gap. We've been just putting in an inordinate amount of hours, doing all the stuff that we go, hey, look, this is not the most productive or the best thing for me to be doing, but it's the thing that's got to get done in order for us to stay in business. And uh, we're dying. I mean, yeah. it's the workload on, and I, I talk to lots of people, and all of us are feeling the, the struggle right now. It doesn't really, and regular listeners know this, but it doesn't matter who I talk to. It literally doesn't matter. They're having challenges in this area. And Adele Lyons mentioned that she was she had been contacted by a search firm, a research firm, and they were doing a study on where are they. Because, it, it, like, I had I recently had a conversation with uh, the GM from Harris, Jonathan Jones, and uh, I mentioned the survey to him, and he said, you know, let me know when we get the results. I want to see it because, <laughs> you know, it's interesting. You 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 told the scenario people were being paid to stay home, and then those extended benefits go away, but they didn't come back into the workforce in droves no. like you would have expected them to. Now, one of like, okay, you can you can parcel it out. We don't know where the bulk of them are. We don't. We do know where some of them are. Some of them went to other jobs. Some of them. Yep. Some of them went into business for themselves. For example, Adele said that there's been a huge growth in one-person businesses. Well, yep. you you know, okay, some of them will succeed. Some a lot of them will not succeed. So they'll be eventually coming back into the workforce. But That's right. where did they go? That's the big question where are they now because those extended benefits don't don't exist anymore they, they, they don't and like i said we've seen it re, re, relax here recently right we've seen more people coming back into the workforce i'm fully staffed actually for the, for the very first time we're actually overstaffed right this minute um but i mean it, it's hard to know exactly where they've gone and when they're going to come back and how they're doing um yeah. i mean I, I struggle to understand how, how are these people eating these days yeah. Uh, understanding my own struggles in that in that regard. Yeah, so. I, can, I, can, I get it. I get it. And Jonathan Jones said this other thing that you said, that you have people doing jobs that would not or otherwise do, be doing those jobs. You're making the hours but because you're paying a lot of people overtime and yep. you've got managers engaged doing things that they would not normally be doing. You're, you, you know, you're making it work, but you can't sustain that. That is not sustainable. Hey, when, we come, when we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Mark Henderson from Lazy Magnolia Brewing Company. See after this. You can also listen live to Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've enabled the skill, just say Alexa. Open Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast. 
This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. I have my friend Mark Henderson with us. He's one of the founders with his wife, Leslie, of Lazy Money. I know you're in company, and he's got a bunch of sophisticated radar technology patents, and he's, he's just a smart guy. He's also an artist. I always found that interesting part of, of Mark that he's got this engineer side and then a creative side. And uh, he tells stories when we're off the air about how those two sides kind of battle with one another. And how it drives his wife, cra- Leslie, crazy. But we that's for another show. Uh, hey, listen, you know what's interesting? We were talking about how people just can't afford a $10 six-pack of beer. And then on the other side, you got all these costs. Labor costs are rising. You know, raw material costs are rising. You know, I can remember really specifically a conversation you and I had. It was relatively early in the pandemic. And you were beginning to see the cost of cardboard rising dramatically. You, yeah. you said, actually, at one point, you said the cost of the cardboard was more expensive than the sum of the total of the parts in, in the, the beer itself. That's right. Is that, did I remember that right? Okay. So, yeah. But the point I want to make, though, is that early in the process, when you were having labor shortages, knowing in order to get people on, you were having to raise salaries. When you raise a salary, it's not like you do a bonus. When you raise a salary, that's that cost is now part of your fixed cost structure. And then you look at the the issues of supply chain. Cardboard was one of them, but there are other aspects of the supply chain that are impacted as well. It was, you know, looking back, I know hindsight is 2020, but it's pretty clear that these were not going to be transitory scenarios, that it was going to add up across the board, around the world, in a way that was going to lead to some inflation. And then you add into all the dollars that the government was pumping into the economy. There yep. was – it actually now surprises me that any – any viable ec- economist would have, have would would have referred to the situation we were in as transitory. Does it, that surprise you as well? It, I mean, it, it does, and and from a couple of different perspectives, right? I mean, we just came off a decade of effectively zero inflation, um, and I mean that's that's bad for all of us. Just as we need, we need two percent inflation every year that we can all program into it, right? And that everybody knows, and they can balance, and they can budget, and they can do all the things to make that happen. But the idea that this would ever be transitory, I mean, the government effectively propped up the demand side of the equation, right? I mean, people still had money. They could still buy things. What it did is it impacted the the supply side of the economy. And you go, well, nobody's working. And that's, I mean, you just look at that. I mean, that's economics 101. I mean, you learn that in third grade. I mean, if people have got money, but there's no supply for them to buy and they still have a desire to buy it, prices are going to go up. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know what's been really good for us, though? In spite of the challenges that you talk about and how your business is connected to tourism industry, and I think I should, it's probably important to point out that we talk a lot about Coastal Mississippi Tourism, and that's an important entity in that they are they are doing the marketing for the region, this thing we call Coastal Mississippi. However, when you look at the bigger picture, you look at the marketing dollars that casinos are spending as a cumulatively compared to the four or five million dollars that Coastal Mississippi Tourism has, what what Coastal Mississippi Tourism marketing budget looks like, it absolutely pales in comparison to the kind of dollars. And in, in, in that respect, though, we were lucky though that we had the cumulative power of the casinos working to prime their pumps and bring people to Coastal Mississippi. We had additional federal dollars coming into Coastal Mississippi that also helped as well. 
Um, and then you had an economy that was open quick and whatever. You know, we've weathered it relatively well. I mean, good. It's we still got all these employee challenges. We've got all these supply chain issues that are slowly but surely working out. We've got inflationary pressures. We got all that. But when you compare our situation to the average market, we've you know, we've pretty damn resilient, aren't we? We absolutely are. And I mean you touched on it. I mean, we we've got really a can do attitude. <clears throat> we've got, you know, people that are they, they do in general work. I mean, we all are short on people right now, but at the end of the day, the people we have are great people. They're committed to the cause. And I mean, when you talk about the casino dollars, I mean, it's not even the same ballpark. I mean, you know, coastal Mississippi is a tourism entity, five, $7 million, right? Somewhere in that ballpark, the annual budget these days. And then the casinos are spending almost a hundred times that collectively. And so we as a region have been able to, I mean, really weather the storm. It was interesting to watch the data that rolled in and that Milton would put together for us, right, about how other markets and how absolutely brutally impacted they were by COVID. And coastal Mississippi, I mean, combination of hard work on our side, but also having the, 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 the casinos and, and their effort. It was really interesting to me as well to see their business model which is that, you know, in a lot of businesses, you know, we, we, we work real hard on, you know, the cost of goods and things of that nature. For them, you know, they go, hey, look, we will, we will find the people. They will find the people. They think of, you know, their COGS is their cost of acquisition. You know, what does it cost to get people through the door? That changes for them, not the number of people that run through the door. Real interesting business model. Hey, listen, again, I, I mentioned to Mark during the break that we should have planned a whole show together. Uh, we're we are uh, basically out of time, but when we come back together again in in the relatively near future, I want to continue the conversation and see what's going on on the log linear side these days. Um, th- that's always a dynamic conversation, and uh, and I enjoy hearing hearing you talk about some of the sophisticated stuff that you're involved in because you live in two incredible entrepreneurial worlds simultaneously, and that has always amazed me. Anyway. Mark, it's been a pleasure to catch up with you, my friend. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. You bet. This has been Mark Henderson from Lazy Magnolia Brewing Company. Have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday. Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.